Alrighty, hello everybody. <laughs> we are back and it is our first episode with our special guest. She is the guest of honor because she is our first guest of the podcast. And <laughs> um, we have Evangeline. Do you go by Eve or Evangeline? You can call me Eve. Eve, okay. Yeah. I'm like, Eve I don't know, because I'm like Gabrielle, but people call me Gabby. So yeah. when people call me Gabrielle, I'm like, who? <laughs> um, but we have Eve on the podcast, and she is the owner of Simply Eve Boudoir. <laughs> and they focus on taking photos of women, embodying their health. <laughs> Take a shot. <laughs> Take a shot. Yeah, no, but she focuses on just showcasing women through a different light and making sure that we're empowering women. You don't have to be modest to be respected and I love just your whole mission of your business. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on here and I appreciate you guys allowing me and my presence and my time to be on your guys' podcast. So first and foremost, thank you for that. Um, also, I love what you guys are doing. I love what you guys stand for. I love you guys' branding and so I'm just excited to be here and hang out with you guys today. Yes, we're excited to have you on. So, um, just to kind of break the ice, how is it being a new mom? I absolutely love it. She is the best thing in my life. Sorry, husband, but she is amazing. <laughs> um, I didn't realize how much I would love being a mom until I became one. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think I wanted to be a mom. If you'd asked me last year if I wanted babies, I would have been like, oh no, like I'm here to work on my business, do my career, do my own thing. But after having her, like it completely changed me for the better so if you're one of those girls that's like I don't want kids like I'm good my dogs are my babies like having a baby <laughs> changes you no I was the same way like I bought Halloween costumes for my dogs I took them everywhere with me I was like no these are my children but then when you have your own it changes and I promise you guys it is so true so Aww. I'm loving it and are you back at work no, so I took off July through November. I'm on maternity leave just okay. to hang out with her, be mm -hmm. with her, and spend those first few months with her. I love that you have that like flexibility, owning your own business, and you get to just like take off when you want. You have that like yeah. freedom. I yes. love that. Yeah, it's so nice. I love that I was able to take off the months with her and just hang out with her. So it's been so good. I love it. I don't know if I want to go back, <laughs> but. I do want to go back. So. Yes, she'll be your little like mascot. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have her in my little Moby wrap around with me. So Aww. if she's at your guys' shoot, if you guys are listening to this, she might be there. So. No, yeah. I'm sure nobody will mind. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a little baby mascot with us. It'll be fine. No, I she'll be that. employee of the month. <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll have her picture framed on the wall somewhere in the studio. <laughs> I love that. What is her name? Jolene Nancy Alvarado. No, Aww. that's pretty. Yes. I like the name Jolene. Thank you. I absolutely love the name. And then um, me and her share the same middle name, so no. I had to keep that going. Yeah. Where did you guys get the name Jolene from? So it's so funny. So we've always loved the name Jojo for a girl, but we're like, you can't just name a kid Jojo. Like, no one's going to just like be like, well, what's your real name? So we, her name is Jolene, and it's funny because it's my husband's first letters of his middle name and then the end of my name oh. so it's his name is joseph and my last or my first name's evangeline so jolene oh yeah. that's, that's cute, cute. Yeah, that's i cute. love that yes oh 
I love it. It's she's just the sweetest. Yeah. I should have brought her. Should have been her here. My yeah, mommy yeah. You could have. Really. <laughs> Harley loves babies. Really? Yeah. Oh, I feel like dogs know. Like dogs just know. Like there's a baby around. Like I need mm-hmm. to be gentle. I need to be soft. I need to make sure they're okay. Cause. Our dogs, every time she cries, they'll just, like, go up to the, like, bassinet or whatever and just, like, be like, Mom, um, baby's crying. Aww, so they have their own alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> literally, they're like, baby's crying. She needs something. So they've been really, really good with her. No, That's cute. I love that. I love it. They're the best. So tell us a little. So we started, you guys don't know the background, but we started all working together at Dion's, like, yeah, in years. Like, what, 20 14, 14 15 mm-hmm. how, how old were you were you 15? I was 15 yeah 15 yeah mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure I was 15 I think you I were about to turn 15. 14 yeah I was 14 mm-hmm. whenever I first got the job at Dion's I was a little baby mm-hmm. like, 14 yeah, oh they my god need did you need a workers permit for 14 I didn't get one so <laughs> <laughs> they're just hiring everybody off the streets exactly <laughs> if you know how to write your name yeah. come get a job at Dion's you know how to throw dough come on <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I mean, it, honestly, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but it was a good first job, mm-hmm. regardless of you not having work. <laughs> Maybe I was 14, too, because we're only a few months apart. Yeah. I don't know. But it was funny, like, we got... Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> my bad, I just thought my mic over. <laughs> we, um, we applied for these jobs because we wanted to work together, and we there was, like, a new location opening up, and so... They were looking for a bunch of new people, and you would be trained at a different location, and it's funny because the location I was trained at was right next to her house, and the location she was trained at was right next to my house. I'm like, why? Why is that? Why? Where did you train at? (laughs) The one off of Corza Montano. Oh. And and then she was at the one in Cottonwood, and I, Mm -hmm. in high school, lived closer there. To Cottonwood. That's where I was at, too, was Cottonwood. And Cottonwood. And then we moved to the Cabazon. Into a nice Rio Rancho. And we were all at Cabazon, right? Yeah. Because we were just trained at different places. I forgot yeah. about that. Like, we were yeah. trained at different spaces and then moved there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the good old days. Yeah, it was a good job. Although, like, I always smelled like pizza. Yeah. I was yes. on pizzas, and so, like, I just, no matter how many times I'd wash my jeans or myself, <laughs> yeah. I'd always smell like pizza. And also, too, like, how many pairs of jeans did you guys go through because your thighs kept getting oh holes God. in them? Yes, yes. from running. Yes. Do, I think we would do, um, what was it, drive through together and be, like, running yes. and getting the people's order and then running back inside. Yeah. So mine never got holes, but mine got, like, flour and dough, like, kicked into the freaking, um, like, Threading, the threading. So, like, my thighs were ruined from dough and flour not running. <laughs> Ours was from running, yeah. Or, like, I'd get a lot of, like, burns yeah. all over my arms from, like, the ovens. Because, like, the top mm-hmm. ovens, I was shorter than them. So, I'd be like, how the fuck do I get yeah. it in the top oven? And I'd just have a bunch of burns. <laughs> yeah. I remember working ovens, and I hated it. And I told them, never put me on ovens again at Cottonwood. I was like, because mm-hmm. I was originally trained to be a pie girl at first. Yeah. And I, they started me on ovens, and I was like, I never want to do that ever again. So then that's when they moved me to drive through because I was like, I'm, I won't. I, I will quit. I will quit right now. But they kept me and moved me to drive through and everything was fine. Yeah, you weren't you, like, a lead? I remember yes. you. Okay, yes. Yes. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's stressful. Like, so I would be, like, 
lead, I guess, for the pizza people sometimes. Yeah. And it was horrible because they're like, you need to manage every single person. You need to manage the ovens. You need to make sure, like, the time, like, the, because, you know, when you call and it's like, oh, it'll be a 20, 25 minute mm-hmm. wait. Like, you were responsible for figuring out how long the wait was while managing the second, third, and fourth board and the ovens and making sure it was getting cut at, like, the appropriate time and box. And I was just like, yeah. 15, like, Telling freaking grown up men like do this like we actually at fourteen years, at 14 old, years old telling grown up like do a better job pop that bubble get it in the oven come on like you know and then just like they're just looking at me like what and I'm like I'm first born like that power went to my head <laughs> I told you to give me a large pep green how long ago you still haven't made it like you know it needs twenty eight pepperonis precisely what is this thirty what is this <laughs> but that's good it was actually really funny because like when we interviewed they told us after they were like yeah you got the job and stuff and we're gonna put you straight to pizzas and you're not training on anything else and I was like okay cool and they're like do you want to know why you got put on pizzas I was like okay sure um because one of the questions they asked in the interview was like how do you I don't remember what it was exactly but it was something Mm -hmm. along the lines of like what makes food good for you and my fucking cheesy ass. Can you remember this question? Yeah. Because the answer. Okay. My answer. My answer. Because, yeah, I was, like, caught off guard like that. I was, like, yeah. um, I wanted, like, my instinct was to be, like, uh, seasoning. But. Yeah. I was, like, I was, like, you know what? But it's made with love. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, like. I think back to all my interviews when I was, like, really young. I'm, like, these people probably thought I was just, like, so, like, dumb. I'm, like, the stupidest <laughs> answers that I gave. I was, like, um, because you used to come up with these stupid answers. They're, like, what is this little kid doing at this interview? <laughs> I think the, like, the two worst interviews I've ever had, one was when I was, I think, a freshman in college, and it was at Zoomies at the mall, mm-hmm. and they asked me, you know, I thought, like, I'd go in, because I was, like, big into snowboarding and stuff, and mm-hmm. they'd ask me, like, okay, like, what are your favorite brands, like, well, how would you market it, and I was so prepared, I was like, all right, I know which brands I like, I know why they're great, these motherfuckers asked me, what have you done in life so far that makes the world a better place, and I was just like, uh, for Zoomies? <laughs> for Zoomies, <laughs> I know, literally, I was just like, can you use that in a sentence? What do you mean? Like, I don't... You know, I held the door open for that yeah. old guy out there. Does that count? Like, and I, like, I'm pretty sure I gave him... I don't remember my answer, but I remember them being like, mm, yeah, that's not impactful enough. And I was like, oh, oh. <gasps> okay. Here's the start of my I would just start crying. <laughs> and then I told another job, it was like, what is your biggest weakness? And... I was nervous because I really wanted this job because it was at the UNM hospital, so I'd get tuition reimbursement, mm. and I really wanted it. And I told him, I was like, I think my biggest weakness is that I lack initiative. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> and they were like, um, thank, like, this is over the phone, or maybe it was over Zoom. I don't really remember. <laughs> but they were like, um, can you elaborate on that? I was like, yeah. Um, what I meant by that is sometimes when I don't know how to do things, I get scared to do it. <laughs> And they're like, okay, but if you know how to do it, like, you'll take the effort. I was like, yeah, 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 I do that a lot. <laughs> and then they're like, but if you don't know something, like, are you willing to learn it? I was like, yeah, of course. It's just, like, you know, initial intimidation to do something that you don't know how to do. <laughs> Did you get that job? Yeah, it was my wound care job. Okay, yes. Yeah. Oh. And I, I literally called my mom after that interview. And I was like, Mom, I didn't get the job. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, I told him I lack initiative. She's like, why did you say that? I was like, I don't know, Mom. Like, (laughs) I don't know what happened. And she was like, oh, well, there's other jobs and stuff. And I had just gotten laid off 
from my other hospital job when COVID started. Mm. I was a medical scribe, and they let go of all the medical scribes when COVID started. Where were you a scribe at? Uh, all the lovelesses. Mm. Yeah. And so I was, like, trying desperately to find a job, and my friend, who is a physical therapist, was like, oh, we have a tech position open for wound care at UNM Hospital. Like, you get tuition reimbursement. Like, it's pretty flexible hours. Um, it works with your school schedule. Um, it's not good pay and you deal with a lot of gross things. And I was like, eh, whatever. Like I get to work with my friend mm-hmm. I get tuition reimbursement. Cause that was the year going into my fifth year at UNM when I lost the lottery. Cause you know, it mm-hmm. only lasts for four years. And so I was like, oh gosh, I have to pay for one more year completely out of pocket. And I refused to get a loan. So I was like, I need this job. I need this job. And then I get off the phone with my mom and I get a call from, like, a number I don't recognize, and I pick it up, and they're like, hi, Natalie, like, this is the HR department from UNM, like, we would like to offer you a job, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wow, they must be desperate. <laughs> Do they know that I don't take initiative? <laughs> Did I tell them that? <laughs> we need her. We need her on the job. She's the that, one. That, that is quality. At least she's honest. Exactly. And, like, to this day, I still don't know how to answer that question. Like, what is your biggest weakness? You just have none. <laughs> That's like obviously the but worst way to answer that too. Right? I have none. I am perfect. Exactly. <laughs> like I don't. I think as long as you show, like, you give the weakness, but then you say how you overcome that weakness, like in your answer, then I think yeah. that's all they're really looking for is to show that, like, I know what it is, but I know how to overcome that weakness at the same yeah. time. Exactly. So that's probably why they were asking those follow up questions, like, so, but if you did know, would you be able to do it? Yeah, and it's like, even when I don't know how to do something, I don't mind doing it. Like, it's, you know, someone's got to do it or whatever. Like, I'll be the fool. So it's like, that wasn't even com- true at all. So I don't, I don't just know. Nervous. I don't know what my alter ego was doing. <laughs> so she was out to ruin me. <laughs> what did you do after Dion's? Like, what is your story leading up to, like, you left your job, and then how did you get into starting your business? So after Dion's, um, I had taken a job at UNM as well. But I was in radiology, mm-hmm. so I was one of the radiology schedulers, so I scheduled all, like, the doctors, like, x-rays, MRIs, and all that stuff for their patients. Um, after that, I just quit and went straight into photography. So I only had one other job after Dion's, and I've yeah. just been doing photography since, and I've loved every second of yeah. having my own business. I'll never go back to a 9-to-5. Yeah. I tell my husband that all the time. I'm like, I'll take my 24-7 over a 9-to-5 all day long. Like, I do not mind, so. Yeah. Was it scary kind of jumping into, like, leaving your job and then actually, like, jumping into starting your business and being all on your own, or what was that experience like? Um, so with that, I was doing photography and working at UNM. I was doing both. But I was listening to, I don't remember which educator it was, but they said, um, I want to get like kind of the quote right. Yeah. They said, um, if you're putting more hours into your side business, then it's no longer a side business. It's now your full time and you need to quit whatever nine to five you have. So at that point, I was like, all right, I'm putting way more hours into my side business that I think it's time for me to quit. Um, And I was making enough at that point to quit. So I was like, why don't I just quit? Like, that's the answer right there. Hello. So then I quit UNM, and I was like, I'm going to put all my faith into photography, and then I just jumped right in, and yeah, I've been doing photography ever since, and never looked back. No. And so was, sorry if I said it wrong, it was Boudoir? Boudoir, yeah. You got it? Great. I Well, Gabby told me when she came over, she was like, yeah, it's, uh, she said it, and I was like, oh, that's how you say it? She's like, how do you even say it? I'm like, booty war. Booty war. <laughs> Boredor, I heard it all. Boredor. But um, did you, like, 
when you started your photography, did you go straight into that, or did you try out different things and then found that niche mm-hmm. later on? Yeah, so with my photography, I was shooting anything and everything under the sun. I was doing weddings, I was doing seniors, I was doing maternity, I was doing it all. Um, the reason, or how I got into boudoir was, I was just scrolling on Instagram, obviously I'm a photographer looking at other photographers' work, um, and I saw this girl, and she was doing boudoir photography, but it was dark and moody, and I was like, this is so freaking Cool. Like, I want to gift my husband this for Christmas. I was like, this is badass. So I clicked on her Instagram, and she's in Utah. So I'm like, of course this is in New Mexico. Like, of course I'm going to have to travel somewhere to do it, because I had tried to look up boudoir photographers here, and they were all, like, light and, like, mm-hmm. bright and, like, bridal. And I was like, that's not what I want. I want dark and sexy and seductive. Yeah. Like, I want all the good stuff. So um, I reached out to her, and I was like, hey, can you come to New Mexico to shoot me? And she's like, well, if you get five other ladies to book, I'll go down there and I'll shoot you. So I was like, perfect. I will do it. Her name is Charity. She's Aww. freaking amazing. Yeah. I love her so much. Every time she comes to New Mexico, I'm like, you're shooting me. You're shooting yes. me. You're shooting me. So she's been like my go-to boudoir gal. Um, and so after she shot me, I fell in love with my pictures. And I was like, I am obsessed. I need to bring this to New Mexico. Nobody else out here is doing that. So then that's when I was like, I'm just going to do boudoir. So then um, after I did my shoot with her and I loved the pictures, I was like, I'm going to try to do this myself. So I booked an Airbnb. I got a bunch of girls to book me and they're like, yeah, I'll come model for you. Like, sure, sure. So I got a bunch of girls to book and then I just loved it so much. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to open up my house to boudoir. Like, I'm going to do this full time, just boudoir. And I ended up booking out a few months in advance at that point too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. I'm doing something right here. I was like, because nobody else here is shooting this. Girls are loving it. I was like, I'm just going to take this full speed. I just got chills from you. I'm like, oh, I love, like, hearing the story of, like, the business. I'm like, and then it took off. And then what happened? <laughs> yes. And then that's when I opened up my first studio. And then I'm currently booked out until April right now. Holy oh, shit. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, that's so exciting. That's I remember... Really cool. I remember looking at, like, just your growth on Instagram and, like, going from, like, the Dion days and, like, seeing how you, like, slowly just started, like, growing your business. I was like, oh, my God, she's awesome. Like, I'm so proud of her. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. Like, I will probably do this until I'm, like, 70 years old and my fingers are crusty and, like, my brain no longer works great anymore, but I I will probably do this for the rest of my life because it's just, like, I don't want to retire from, like shooting like I love editing I love like having the girls come into the studio and like playing the slideshow of their pictures for them with like sexy Alina Baraz music and like the girls are like oh my god like I can't believe that's me like I will never not be in love with that feeling of showing them themselves like from what I see them behind the camera because so many girls like don't see that side of them and so many girls like don't see that part of their bodies because they just see what they look like in the mirror every day and so yes. like I love me like no let me show you what you look like when you're bent over from behind let yes. me show you what your husband sees mm-hmm. and then they see it and they're like oh my god like that's what he sees or I get those um why or ex-wives are like oh my ex-husband would be so like yes like want to see these so bad and then I'm like yeah she's like I can't wait to throw them in their face and I'm like I love it on there I love it yeah so I'll have them like post and be like I'm doing me with the caption I'm like I love you I love you even more now so like just hanging out with the girls and building those relationships I love it Mm -hmm. so yeah and you're making like such an impact on people and just like Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a problem that a lot of women deal with is like 
body dysmorphia and just like just with how social media is like people just don't love who they are like they think that they're not enough and like it's great what you're doing that you're like showing them like you are look at how beautiful your body is so I just love your message and I was like yeah I you know working with female clients and stuff a lot of times what she said you know it's just these women don't see how amazing they are and how beautiful they are and how much they have to offer like you know I've heard it so many times of like oh like you know we don't like me and my partner or me and my husband whatever it may be like we don't engage in sex because I don't feel comfortable or confident mm-hmm. in my body and I don't want them seeing that and stuff and that was so heartbreaking oh, yeah. and You're so I love that yours is more like sex forward like it is a mm-hmm. sexy thing you know it is something to be like holy shit that is what I look like like Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's me? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I get that all the time. Girls are like, oh, I've never seen my boobs look so good. Or they're like, I didn't know I had an ass like that. And I'm like, girl, it. let me show you those angles that you are not seeing. Because you can't see yourself, you know, from the back. Or you can't see yourself with that lower angle where, like, your booty is just so plump and juicy in my yes. camera. And they're like, oh, my God, I need that framed on my wall. Um, I'll have some clients that will, like, go and they'll print their pictures and they'll put it like in their husband's like toolbox oh, and like I love that I get yeah <laughs> yeah I get so many of like those stories where they're like oh I made him like his wallpaper on his phone so when he opened up his phone the next morning it was just my butt cheeks on his wallpaper and I'm like oh my god I love you guys I love and I love the story and I love his co-worker something like, oh oh wait what is that <laughs> oops yeah I'm like oh no that's mine sorry that's yeah. my butt oops. Yeah. <laughs> that's my butt I'm sorry I took a noon for my wife this morning <laughs> I have girls all the time that'll just share their stories with me and like what they did with their pictures and I'm like I love you guys like y'all are the best so I literally get the best clients ever yes. too with what I do so yeah. do you I and you've shot men before in, in boudoir I have not couples. shot men I've shot a few couples I like them but I don't love them yeah. so I usually just prefer not to yeah. I'm like uh it's not fun like yeah. yeah the couples are like in love and they're intimate like usually they're the ones that are like you know, confident, and they're like, yeah, like, I want to pose, like, I want to get sexy pictures, like, yeah, where I'm like, no, like, I want to target the women that do have those body issues, that do have those body dysmorphia, Mm -hmm. because those are the ones I can really make an impact on, and that's, like, the feeling I like getting when I'm shooting boudoir, so, yeah, I'm like, "Eh, y'all can take the couples, I just want the girls, yeah, I would feel really awkward shooting couples, like, they're all, like, humping each other, (laughs) like, yes, like, get it, girl, get it, like, grab her booty, Yeah, oh my god. Well, I you guys look great. Yeah. You're doing great, sweetie. Don't worry, it looks big. <laughs> it looks big. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. Oh my god. Oh, wow. Well, I've heard that they're more like playful and like not so like crazy like that, but um. Me and Natalie like <laughs> for old porn like sticking to it and not doing it just for the money yeah yeah because well I've heard some photographers and they're like well um like they'll ask like well what if like my husband like gets a boner during the shoot and a lot of like we take a
my gosh. Yeah, that, that could be a niche right there. Yeah. You're like, not me, but if anybody wants to take that business idea, go ahead. Yeah, puppet boudoir all day long. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is hilarious. For like new photographers, what would be like your biggest, um, what's the word I'm looking advice. for? Advice. Like to people just starting photography and wanting to get into it and kind of finding their niche. My biggest piece of advice would probably be to shoot everything. Like, start there. Figure out what you like, figure out what you don't like, and then niche down from there. I highly recommend um, to all photographers to niche down. Because you get the people that shoot the family. Like, like I've started. Like, with the, the weddings and the families and the couples and everything. But the thing is, you can't specialize in something when you're not niche down. Yeah. Like a generalized doctor. You're not going to just go see a doctor if you have a broken arm. Like, yeah, you might see your general doctor, but they're going to tell you to go to your specialist, the orthopedic doctor, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's the same thing with a photographer. People are going to go to the people that specialize in something. That's when you can charge more. That's when you can become really, really confident in what you're shooting, what you're doing, and then that's when you're going to attract the clients that you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's always my biggest thing for photographers is to really figure out what you want and then niche down and um, stick with just that. Yeah. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. Also, to make sure that you are... Um, an LLC or a sole proprietor make sure you get your business license because Uncle Sam will find you and hunt you down mm -hmm. and make you pay a hell of money in fines if yeah. you aren't tax registered so yeah. that's super important when starting a business because yeah. so many people just do it like under the table mm -hmm. and I'm like y'all are gonna get caught and y'all are gonna get that $10,000 fine at the end of the year not to me but I've heard it happening to others yeah. before yeah. that we're just doing it under the radar and then they get um in trouble so dude that's yeah. like my biggest fear with owning a business is like doing something wrong yeah. and then now I'm just like in jail for tax <laughs> tax, tax evasion <laughs> whatever yeah it's that's always scary or like it's so annoying because like Mm -hmm. Like, I literally got a freaking $115 fine the other day because, like, my wages withholding wasn't going through because a third party that I used, like, didn't, I don't know. It's like, a yeah. lot of stuff. I was just like, this is stupid. And, like, I could fight it, but it would go to court. And I was like, eh, I'll just pay the $115. <laughs> yeah, you're all just But I was like, fine. um, this is stupid. This mm -hmm. is annoying. And then, like, the other thing is, like, with it being my first year, I don't know. Like, I'm terrified that I'm not gonna have enough money for taxes come tax season. And, like, I know, like, I'm doing everything my CPA tells me, so like, logistically, Good. I Good. like know mm -hmm. that I'll be fine. But that's like, in my head, I'm like, what if you get taxed like twenty thousand dollars? Or something. Depends how much you make, but that could happen because let me tell you, I put a lot away for taxes. Yeah. So, um, there is I don't remember who it's by, but it's a book called Profit First. Um, and they tell you exactly how to break down your finances for owning a business. So the way that they have it broken down is um thirty-five percent is your compensation. 30% is what you should put away for taxes, and then 5% is what you should put into your business savings. Okay. So if something were to happen to you, like I used mine for my maternity leave. I had that savings in there. So I was like, perfect, I can use that for my maternity leave. Or if I wanted to upgrade my studio, upgrade mm -hmm. equipment, that 5% is put away for that. Mm -hmm. um, also, too, with your operating expenses, you can use that for stuff, too. Yeah. But as long as you're putting away that 30% for taxes, you'll be fine. 
So yeah. are you an S Corp or an LLC? I'm a sole proprietor. Oh, okay. Since I don't have any employees, I don't need to really be an LLC or really protect any assets because I'm yeah. not worried about them suing my employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just me. Um, so I I'm assuming. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just the sole proprietor, and you pay less in taxes as a sole proprietor too. So yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, if anybody does need a lawyer to set up an LLC, I have a really great one. Oh, you can oh. just DM me. He was really great. Like, he put a whole, I mean, I don't know if all lawyers are supposed to do this, but <laughs> he put, like, this whole binder together, tab by tab, of all the paperwork that I need to, like, go get my business um, tax ID to go get everything. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, just take this with you anytime that you need to set up, like, a business account, yeah. a new tax ID, like, wages withholding, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, just give it to them, and everything is in there, organized, labeled. And I was like, okay, cool. Perfect. Made it easy on you. That works. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know if that's, like, what they're supposed to do, but I was like, all right, cool. Thanks, Gary. And I was like, thanks, Gary. His name's Gary. Yeah, his name's Gary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need him just DM me. He's great. I, yeah, yeah. Shout, Shout out to Gary. His Insta <laughs> handle is. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So how do you find, like, balance in having a business? Now you're a new mom and you're a wife. <laughs> like, you have all this stuff. How do you find balance, like, with, like, health and everything like that? So it's been tough trying to navigate it and figure it out. You know, I've been a mommy for a month now, so we'll figure it out once I go back to work in November. Um, But just separating my personal life from my business life, the way that I've been doing it is I keep my business work at my studio type thing to separate it from my home life. So when I go to work, and I usually work, so I shoot Tuesdays and Thursdays are my main shooting days. I'll open up weekends for an additional fee if people want. But Tuesdays and Thursdays are my main shooting days. I get there at 9 a.m., hair and makeup starts at 9, um, and then we shoot at 12. And then after that, I send them for a little lunch break mm-hmm. uh, while I'm editing their pictures, getting their slideshow together. They come back at about 2, 2.30. We watch their slideshow, pick their pictures for their album, their products, all of that, and then I just send them on their way. Oh. So I'm done by like 3, 3.30 at the latest, really. Um, so then when I get home, I don't have to do anything. I can make dinner. I can yeah. usually work out, whatever, hang out with my husband, watch TV, do what I need to do. So that's kind of how I have like that work balance separation is keeping work at my studio and my home life at my home life. Yes. I love that. That's mm-hmm. nice. It's nice that like, how was it whenever you did have it at your house? Like, were you constantly, I feel like it's hard to like compartmentalize things when you're like, for you, like your home is, your work is at your house. So it's like you're always in that work mode mm-hmm. compared to like being home and just having to relax. Yeah, when I was shooting out of my house, oh my gosh, I was like, I wanted to update my house all the time. I had to make sure all the sheets are washed. I had to make sure the couch was disinfected. Like there yeah. was no way to separate the both to be like, okay, I'm going to go in and clean. Like every day I had to clean. And then like I had dogs, so I was having to clean before every single shoot, sanitize, sweep, mop, everything. Mm-hmm. But having the dogs at home and my studio separate, I don't have to worry about like, getting like cleaning every single day I'm like okay I have a break in between so I'll come on Wednesday to clean yes it helps so much having that separation because yeah working at home is terrible yeah it's terrible I'm so sorry now (laughs) I hated them like I I can't especially shooting and having clients in your house do you have clients in your house like no I do it all online I don't like to meet people that's nice. I love that. See, that's nice. You don't have to come into your house and make sure it's clean, and you're like, oh my god, my husband has his shoes and his clothes everywhere, and now I'm trying to clean, and yeah, uh, and then the dogs. It's just a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely feel like it's hard to separate work and life mm-hmm. working from home. But I will say, I'm so much happier working from home than working in 
well, I've only ever, like, really worked in hospitals and in Dion's, so, mm-hmm. like, it's, for me, working from home isn't really that bad. I think now it's just, like, because I have been doing it, I've been working from home for over a year now, but I haven't ran the business for over a year now, so I think, like, with there being more things to do with running the business and having, like, my client roster and all that stuff, there are times where it's hard to balance everything and mm-hmm. like keep it separate and so the first thing that I did was make my office a space that I wanted to be in like I invested you know it's not in here right now but like I have a little walking pad you know I bought like the standing desk I made it like a, an environment that I wanted to be in and made sure that it stays really clean because I'm the type of person where like if something's cluttered or messy I can't do what I need to do until that is done because mm-hmm. then it's just like in the mm-hmm. back of my head and I'm like ah, bugs me so <laughs> yeah it was like when I first started working from home, this was actually Garrett's office. Um, and then our like bedroom next door was just a guest bedroom. Um, oh no, this was a guest bedroom. That room was the office and it was his and stuff. And he had like, his chair was very uncomfortable. Like it was just, it just wasn't my vibe. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and so when we like knew for sure that, well, Honestly, we didn't change my office until I actually started running the business. We were like, okay, yeah, this is for real. Like, this is my life. <laughs> and um, and then, yeah, we slowly started the process of, like, changing everything, investing in, you know, upgrades and stuff. And that definitely helped. And now it's just, like, really being strict about not doing any work outside of my office. Because, like, smart. sometimes I'll take work outside of my office, like, when I'm prepping client notes or stuff. But it's gotten better to where I don't really do that anymore. And right now it's kind of just like I'm currently in another certification process and I can't study in here and work in here. Yeah. <laughs> so then yeah. Like I'll go like study somewhere else in my house, but then that kind of gets difficult too. So now I'm trying to do it where like anytime that I need to study, I go to like a coffee shop. That's smart. And I just put it on my business card. And then... <laughs> Me too. I'm like, right off, right off, right off. Like yes, this. My Starbucks today was a right off. Yes. <laughs> I'm in a podcast right now, okay? Yeah, like, this is work. marketing. Yeah. I'm... Like, all the drinks exactly. in my exactly. fridge right off. Yeah. Because it's my business. Yeah. I that, is, that is, like, the beautiful thing about, you know, like, owning a business is you can write off so many things. Yeah. And, like, even my CPA, he's really great, too. He's, like, a young dude who does a really good job at explaining everything. Because when it comes to, like, taxes or anything, like, business-related, mm-hmm. my brain goes to, like, half a brain cell. It's like, what? I don't understand <laughs> anything you just said. So he does a really good job of, like, making sure I understand what I need to be doing and, like, how it needs to be managing and he was like yeah he's like I like one time I was on the phone with him and I was like just like so I can write th- this off and he's like yeah I'm like and this and he's like do you use it for work I'm like yeah sometimes he's like write it off I'm like and I can do this <laughs> and like last year he did my personal taxes before I took the business over so that I could kind of get used to how he did things make sure like we worked well together mm-hmm. and he was like he called me and he's like okay he's like I think I can get you a pretty good tax return he's all but I noticed that you didn't put down any mileage or gas for your vehicle and I was like mm-hmm. yeah well I work from home and he's all but you at the time I was also coaching CrossFit as like a contractor mm-hmm. and he's like but don't you travel to the gym to go coach CrossFit I was like yeah but it's like literally an eight minute walk away mm-hmm. and he's all they don't even know that he's all right off the miles that you drive I'm like Okay. Yes, sir. Sure. You're the CPA. Yeah, okay. <laughs> got your degree. Yeah. Do you have to pay him or like pay them or do they just take like a percentage? Of- so with him, we have it where so I do all my own bookkeeping and I manage all that. So all he does for me is well, I shouldn't say all because he does a lot, but what he does for me is any tax or like 
advice, mm-hmm. like things like that. So anytime if I have questions or you need help with stuff, um, that's included in his fee. And then just quarterly, he, he files my quarterly taxes mm-hmm. for me. Um, and so for that, I pay him every time that we file quarterly, I just pay him two hundred and fifty dollars I think it is. So it's not bad. It's pretty good right now. Um, and then, yeah, I think we'll just stick with that. I mean, if the business grows, then maybe I might have him start managing my bookkeeping, but like with yeah. just being me, like I don't mm-hmm. see the need for him to do that. Mm-hmm. like I have some really cool systems that, show me like my profit losses income do you use like quickbooks and stuff or what do you use i use so i use a system (laughs) called so i'm an s corporation Mm -hmm. so i am an employee of myself Mm -hmm. so that way i can do like wages withholding and like Mm -hmm. i get a tax break that way because i pay taxes like me as an employee every time that i run payroll for myself it's completely Mm -hmm. explained every time that i run payroll for myself taxes for like normal businesses mm-hmm. get taken out gotcha. so then the tax break at the end of the year won't be as bad because like yeah. as a llc i think at the end of the year i'd be taxed like 15 percent yeah. of my income yeah. yeah which is a lot and then with the s corp another cool thing is like i can do partnership distributions from my business to myself mm-hmm. and it's not taxed oh, so nice. like at the end of the year before we file for taxes I'm going to take out a pretty significant chunk from my business account and mm-hmm. give it to myself and then do mm-hmm. with that as I please. Um, and that essentially, like, covers all the write-offs and things like that and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of tax benefits for being an S-corporation opposed to an LLC. Mm-hmm. And there's just a little bit more steps of, like, things that I need to be on top of. Like, I need to make sure that I run payroll for myself every yeah. week and I need to make sure that, like, you know, my wages withholding during quarterly taxes, like, actually goes through, which I missed this one. <laughs> and, um, and so it's kind of, like, more stuff like that, but what was the original question? I'm sorry, I forgot. Do you pay your CPA? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, like, I don't remember, <laughs> but I'm so curious how this course works. <laughs> yeah, I don't, so I pay him, um, yeah, just quarterly right now. Oh, we were talking about what software I use. Can you have some oh, yes. oh, yes. I was like, wait, yes. Yes. So there was a question why I started yes. on that. Um, so I use two different softwares. I use one called Augusto, and that's how I payroll myself. And then they, as a third party, have administration access to, like, my tax account through mm-hmm. the taxation revenue. So they yeah. file my wages withholding for me. Yeah. And then I just have to pay it. Um, and then... The other one I use, which is Wave, is the system that my clients automatically send their payments through, or like I do their invoices. And what's nice about it is I can do like custom invoices. So if a client wants to pay every week on Friday, they can do that instead of like every month or every two weeks. Like I can set up however it works for them. Nice. Um, and then with Wave, it has a like a bookkeeping system built into it. So it shows me like my profit and losses. It shows me like my net income, all that stuff. And then I right now have it because for some reason I can't get my business account, like my business card, to link to Wave for some reason. So what I've been doing is I have just an Excel spreadsheet currently of like, okay, this, you know, like I write my groceries off because I make cooking videos for my business. Mm, so like, nice. I like, well, yeah, love nice. that. So love like that for you. one tab that's like, <laughs> here's my groceries, here's like my miscellaneous, like, you know, things like that. And then I have another tab that's like my monthly payments to run the business so like my you know um like the wave subscription like you know the canvas subscription like the i use a software called my coach and 
you know, just all that type yeah. of stuff that's on an automatic payment. So, like, right now, I'm kind of keeping track of it manually. Gotcha. But once I can figure out, like, how to get my bank account linked to WAVE, then it'll, like, anytime I have a transaction on my card, it just shows that, and then it shows the balance and stuff. So, right now, it shows that, like, I've spent no money on my business, <laughs> and it's just income, and, but then on, like, my Excel sheet, it's, you like... You manually gotcha. Manually that makes so... I'm gonna have to start buying like bananas and cherries and strawberries for yes. my business shoots, and then I'll just take them home and eat them after. Yes, <laughs> all fruits are now a write off. Exactly, <laughs> letting yeah. my account know as of today. We <laughs> some ham today. We yeah. some bread. Some turkey. <laughs> yeah, it was a Thanksgiving thing. Yeah. She just really wanted to um, put her picture at the Thanksgiving head of the table. <laughs> oh my gosh! Smother her in mashed potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> Love it, yeah. Or even, like, my gym membership now, like, I can use that as a write-off. Mm-hmm. Because, like, being a health um, business, business, you know, yeah. I'm supposed to practice what I preach. You know, I tell people to exercise. And yeah. Exercise. And, like, anytime that I buy, like, athletic wear for myself, like, that's a tax write-off. Because yeah. as a health business owner, my dress code is, or, like, my employee uniform is... Yeah. After yeah, work. After work. Love so, that. There's a lot of loopholes. Even like my CPA the other day, we were talking. He was like, yeah, he's like, anytime you go and travel, he's all find some type of seminar to go to. He like, even if it's just for a few hours, and he's on then the whole trip is a write off. I'm like, yeah. I do that too. I try to take like one client on everywhere I go and be like, write yes. off. <laughs> I know. I need to ask him, like, what if I do like a potential client? Dinner at uh, like in yeah. Florida, like is that count? Yeah, <laughs> be right up for a yeah. that's yeah. nice. Yeah, no, it is cool. He's he, like I said, he helps to like really show me where I can get my money back and stuff. And nice. Having a CPA and an accountant—that's another good piece of advice yeah. for first business owners, photographers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finding a good accountant—that should be on your list of priorities too, for sure. Yeah, and like shop around and you know like see who you are comfortable with like that was my biggest fear when I was taking over the business is I didn't want a CPA that made me feel stupid and didn't understand anything about what I was doing yeah and thankfully mine does it but I was like when I was kind of looking around I was just like some of the conversations I had with them I'm like I don't get what you're saying and they were just kind of looking at me I'm like okay you're done bye-bye <laughs> you're not yeah. the right one you're done you're done you're done <laughs> they're like what yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get your accountant's yeah. info because mine is—he's amazing. He's phenomenal, but he's also like 85. Oh yeah, I'm so sure mine is like our age or a little older. Oh or good, maybe younger. He's some life in him still. That's yeah, yeah. Because mine happens. Yeah, because he actually sounds like a little like scared boy. Oh. The way he talks. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. He's going to listen to this, and he's like, what? You're like, what the heck? Did you work at Zoomies? Did you get the same question? Are you the one that asked? Are you the guy interviewing me? That's funny. I guess this is a question for both of you guys, but how did you get over, like, the fear of, like, starting a business and, like, the fear of failure and then also, like, being that fear of like what are people going to think about me or like what are people going to say especially with like boudoir yeah. so that was a thought in your head of like oh my god like maybe my family or what like, is aunt becky gonna say yeah exactly i think my family my family's really young they're really open to everything they're like as long as you're successful you do it because there were we were been talking i'm like what if i open like a little strip club or something yeah. like we we're just like talking about ideas and just like doing things together and um i was like 
that could be a thing. Um, but then I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm just going to stick to boudoir after I hear about all the stories. And I'm like, yeah. eh, could that? No, we're not doing that. Um, but, I mean, with boudoir, I didn't have much fear diving into it just because it is so powerful and so empowering. When they see exactly what I'm preaching, what my message is, what I'm trying to get across with boudoir, yes. I, they see past the sexualization and, like, all of that type of stuff that could potentially come along with what I do. Um, so just being that they understand what I'm trying to do with my business, everyone's been able to be like, oh, that's cool, that's awesome, like, I'm, that's so nice that you're able to do that. So I didn't really have much fear diving into it. Um, Nat, what about you? I had a lot of fear. I still do. <laughs> Mainly just because, like, I can't, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm that mic is attaching you. Here, we'll change, let me get the fuck now. Let's hold it. Um... Yeah, no, I still have a lot of fear. Like, I think two weeks ago, I had a little panic attack. Poor Garrett. He's always, like, <laughs> I just have a lot of panic attacks. Um, but I had one, I think, a few weeks ago because we were, what were we doing? I think we were talking about, like, how we need, like, just all of our expenses and, like, you know, because we're trying to build a house and now we have this freaking expensive truck payment and stuff and we were just trying to figure things out. And he was like, I can pick up, you know, more overtime or extra shifts or stuff. He's like, we'll be fine. And... Like, my business itself is doing really well, but I'm being very conservative with it. Like, I only pay myself 400 bucks a week because, once again, I'm terrified of tax season, <laughs> not knowing what's going on. So I'm like, just make it through the first year and, like, see how the taxes yeah. go, and then I can, you know, up my weekly pay to, you know, something not poverty line. Um, are you doing your estimated quarterly... I mean, you're doing your estimated quarterly sales tax, but are you doing your... Est- or no, you're doing your sales taxes quarterly, but are you doing your estimated federal taxes? I have no idea. Probably not. You should ask your CPA. So what I do just to like help you mm-hmm. have a clear mind, just like with your business. So yes, you'll file your quarterly sales tax, which is what you're doing. Um, but you can also make estimated tax payments to state and federal. Um, so when it comes to the end of the year, you've already made your estimated what you should be sending them. You're sending them that money. And then if they're like, hey, you overpaid us, you'll get that money back. Okay. Or you can break even at the end of the year. Nice. I mean, he, he thinks based off of, like, what it's bringing in and, um, like, so when we first kind of talked about it, he was, he told me with the S Corp, because I had to give myself a salary in order to, mm-hmm. like, be an employee of myself, right. he was like, do, you know, as minimum as you can, because we don't really know, like, because the, the thing is with, like, the salary is once you set it, you have to keep that. So, like, if I gave myself a salary of, like, 40000 a year or 50000 a year or something, like, mm-hmm. I'd have to make sure that that profit stays there for the whole year to pay myself. Oh, interesting. I so, that. that made me shit myself, and I decided to do, like, a 25000 a year income. Oh! <laughs> I did the minimum amount I could do without, like, 5000 a year. <laughs> yeah. But the great thing is, well, this is not great, but, like, the awesome thing is I'm used to that amount of money because, like, all the jobs I've had leading up to this don't pay anything. So it's, like, I'm used to being a broke little sad girl. But it's, like, it's weird now because, like, my, you know, I don't want to, like, say how much, but, like, my business account, like, it's got more in it than I've ever made. And this is in not even in a full year. Good. This is just from like April till now. And so like that yeah. itself is super cool. Yeah. But I'm nervous of how 
like tax season will come, all that stuff. So like I said, I'm being very conservative of it Mm -hmm. and really just trying to put money away into Mm -hmm. the business savings and stuff. And so the other day when we were talking about it, like Garrett knows that he's very supportive. Like he understands my fear because he also used to own his own business and he gets it and like his master's is in business. And um, (laughs) so like he gets it and he's a really great resource for that. But like we were having that conversation the other day and I I just started crying. It was on his birthday. Poor man. I just started no. crying. <laughs> and he was like, what's wrong? I was like, well, oh, wait. Before I started crying, I told him, I was like, I found out about, like, this Amazon warehouse job where you can work at nights, and it's, like, 16 bucks an hour. I was like, you're only required to do, like, eight hours a week to stay on. Like, I could pick that up. And all the money I make from that, like, we can just go towards paying down either our land so we can start building or paying down the truck payment because, like, the interest on the truck and the principal is so freaking high right now oh yeah and so like all the money we're putting towards it isn't even like paying down the actual truck and so I was like I can just do that and like I can get a second job too like it's fine and he was like no he's like you need to focus on making sure your business runs well he's like we're fine he's like I'm in a position where I can pick up overtime and be fine because he only works he's a firefighter so he only works two days a week or 48 hours a week and then the rest of the days he can either pick up overtime or he does have a second job with like a private rescue company Mm. so that pays really well too and so he was like, I can just pick up more shifts there. He's like, it's fine. And I was like, but I feel so bad. Like, I feel like I'm not doing enough and you're carrying all the burden and like you're working so much. And I was like, and I'm not, you know, and he's like, no, like you're doing great, blah, blah, whatever. Um, very supportive. And so no. like, that's a very still frequent thing is I'm like terrified because if this fails, it's because of me. But also if it succeeds, it's because of me. And so I'm trying to sure. be more positive and focus on that because like it is going well. And, like I said, you know, this was, like, the most financially stable I've ever been in my life. And it hasn't even been a full year. Yeah. And I love what I do. But it's just, like, it's scary because these are women's, like, it's their health. It's their, you know, how they perceive themselves. Like, it's, you know. And it's also, like, I get really bad imposter syndrome because I'm not a registered dietitian. So I'm, like, why would you listen to me? as a certified nutritionist instead of going to like a dietitian that went to school for it and did their year-long intern because like in order to be a registered dietitian you have to complete a year um, long internship and then take a test at the end like a board certified Mm. thing Um, and so like a lot of times I'm like why would people (laughs) why do people listen to me why do they give me their money like why are they doing this and I just second guess myself a lot and that's definitely something that I'm still trying to work on because like you know, my clients, they are seeing the results they want, and, you know, things are getting better, and it's like, obviously, I know what I'm doing, I just need to believe in myself more, and it's, I don't know, it's just hard, because, you know, I mean, I don't know if you experienced this with, like, the boudoir and photography and stuff, but it's just, like, these people, like, it's not just, you know, like, a $10 thing, like, it's a pretty penny that they pay, right? and it's like, I want to make sure that they get out of it what they get, and when they don't, or if they don't, you know, it's like, well, shit, like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why didn't that happen? And it's just, I don't, like, it's, it's just a weird thing to navigate. Yeah, like, it's I still, like, I think it's because it's still just so new, too, that I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is actually happening. Like, this is crazy. I'm, I am in charge of my, myself. It's still so <laughs> surreal. You're like, people are actually paying me? Like, what? Yeah. And then you see, like, your numbers come in, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, people yeah. actually like me. You're like, what yeah. is going on? So yeah. I think once you kind of, you know, get over that imposter syndrome, which mm-hmm. I know is so hard, just also being a photographer, like you see people's yeah. work and you're like, oh my gosh, like I could never take a picture that gorgeous. Like, yeah. how did you do that? So it totally comes with anything. I think running your business, you're going to experience imposter syndrome no matter what you're doing. Um, but 
you kind of have to get over that fear of speaking mm-hmm. of fears is like people are paying me people are liking my stuff mm-hmm. people are showing up every day and they're telling me they're enjoying what I'm doing so yeah. I think just getting that confidence and once you yeah. get through your first year I'll be like oh like, I can do this like, yeah let's double that profit this year yeah. like essentially yeah to. that's the thing is like it's just Mm-hmm. Once this first year, I just keep telling myself, yeah. once, or not even the first full year, but, like, once tax season is over, mm-hmm. and I figure out, like, how much, and also, it's our first year filing Mary, too, okay. so that's another thing, I'm like, I don't... Will you get that tax break? Yeah, so I know, like, that's good, so, yeah. like, in my gut, I feel like we'll be fine, but also, I'm just, like, I don't want to be that person that, like, has money now, and is like, oh, let's go buy a bajillion things, and, like, whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but... I kind of what you said you know it's just as hard as it is and as like mean as it may sound to say you just need to get over it and that's like something I tell myself daily too is like I don't need to like anytime my client like a client has a problem that I have a hard time like solving or finding an outcome that gives them results I'm like oh my god like I should go back to school for nutrition or like I should enroll in another like certification program or like a mentorship or something and stuff and I definitely think like there's still you know obviously room to grow and things to learn and stuff but I um, I was told by Garrett and like Kelsey, the girl that owned the business before me, and I'm pretty sure my CPA too. They were like, the biggest thing as a business owner you can do is learn to say no mm-hmm. and learn when to say no. Like, yeah, you know, like with you, like saying yeah. no to men. To yeah, there's so clients too that I say no to too all the time. They're like, yeah. hey, I really want to do a shoot with like my guns and my knives. Mm. Can I bring them? And I'm like, no, no, that's not you. safe. I don't like that. No, I don't know you. you. I just met you. Yeah, I'm like, um, I don't think we're the right each other I love you and I support you and I'll be here to motivate you and I'll help you find an amazing before photographer but I don't think no. we're the best fit yeah. or the yeah. girls that come to me they're like hey I want light and airy bright bridal and I'm like no that's, that's not, not me just yeah. not you yeah, yeah. you don't want to like stray from your vision because if you're always trying to like yes fit what other people want then mm-hmm. it's like you lose yourself in that you know and you spread yourself too thin and it's you know mm-hmm. like that's been a hard yeah. thing too is like realizing where my weaknesses are and where my strengths are and what I actually enjoy doing you know like that was an exercise that Kelsey the you know the girl that owned the business before me that she made me do um where she was like you need to make a little t-graph and in the top left corner you need to like write down what you love doing but you're not the best at it Mm -hmm. or and then like the other one is like what you hate doing and you're also not good at and another one is like what you love doing what you are really good at and like all that stuff and just figure out and and that was really eye-opening to see, and that was kind of, like, what helped me transition more into, like, really diving into, like, my niche, which is, like, healing relationships with food and intuitive eating and food freedom. Like, I am not a weight loss coach. Mm-hmm. Like, can I help you get weight loss? Yes, but I don't want to be the person that helps you or, like, encourages you to be the smallest version of yourself. Yeah. Not that weight loss always comes with that, but as someone who, like, came from an eating disorder and really bad body dysmorphia and stuff, it's just, like it's so much more empowering in my opinion to be able to have no fear around food and be able to eat what you want in a controlled way that still supports whatever goal you have like if there's nothing wrong with having aesthetic goals like I have my own aesthetic goals you know I'm pretty sure everybody does but it's just like I want you to be able to get there in a more like holistic sustainable way that teaches you about your body not just like let's cut 500 calories out of your diet and go, you know? Yeah, you want to also focus on, like, the mental aspect that goes behind the dieting and things like that and getting them to their ideal body and what they want to accomplish. So that's also a part of the embodying your health portion of this, which I love so much. So yes. That's really awesome that you have found your niche in what you do. So that's yeah, really good. And um, I think to just, like, 
fully answer your question is if, if, if anybody is thinking about, you know, starting something, whether it's a business or a hobby or quitting their job or whatever, you know, there is fear around it. And it is always like, the, I feel like the dark thoughts pop up more frequently than like the mm-hmm. positive yeah. ones. It's like, well, what if I fail or what if this happens or, and it's like, okay, cool. But like, you won't know unless you try, right. you know, like when I got offered the position to take this business over. I was like, uh, I know nothing about business. Why? Like, okay. But I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, let's do it because it's kind of like what you said. Like, I don't ever want to work a nine to five. Like, I don't ever want to be anyone else's employee. Like, right. I don't want to be my own boss. And so, like, I'll... You'll figure it I'll out. You'll do what out. you need to do. Yeah. To and if it does that. end up failing or whatever, like, then at least I tried and I can use what I learned from that to start something else or do something yeah. else. You know, like, it's we've got to be... We've got to stop being so focused on what if I fail or, like, what if I fail and people say things or, like, all this stuff. Like, you just need to try. Like, life is literally too short to not go after what excites you, Mm -hmm. whether that's fearful or just pure joy. Yeah. I think a lot of it stems from, too, is, like, especially for you, I think a lot of anxiety is, like, you're such a control freak, too. Like, you like to be in control and know everything. And I think a lot of people have that characteristic where, like, you feel out of control and it's scary and it induces anxiety, but it's like you learn along the way and each step and each failure is a lesson. So you just have to take that and just like our podcast, we started on it. What, what do you call it? A casting couch? Yeah, my casting couch. Do you know what a casting couch is? No. I didn't either. <laughs> what is a casting couch? It's a porn reference. Oh. It's like... <laughs> oh, is that where they, like, yeah. sit and go for yeah. the interview? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. I'm, I'm... Okay, yes. So I didn't really know what it was either until we... The couch that's in my living room that used to be in my office, we moved it in from the guest room and stuff when we were redoing my office, and Garrett was like, oh, look at your little casting couch. I'm like, what? And then I was like, oh. And I was like, oh. And, so and then you have, like, your video camera right here, too. Exactly. Hi. Yeah. yeah. And so now it's just, that's what it's known as, just our little casting couch. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that was good. It's fun. It's fun to watch back, especially just starting the podcast. Like, I think I listen to the podcast, and I want to get better at public speaking and articulating myself and just, like, hearing how I talk, even though I hate hearing how I sound, <laughs> yeah. like, on actual audio. I'm like, oh. I think everybody like, does. Mm-hmm. But it's a great learning experience, like, just being able to improve that it's it's fun yeah I, I, like, I like well I haven't done it in a while but I like I would listen back to our first podcast episodes and I was like god this is so cringy this is so bad <laughs> and it's like but it's like you know we went out of at least we did it you know? yeah and growth yeah and growth. we're here for the growth you know, exactly here for. like yeah. I, I always tell my clients like anytime that something goes wrong or like if the scale is up for a check-in or whatever it's like look at it from a place of compassion and curiosity like you know reflect like why is the scale up like did you have you know like more carbs night beforehand did you have a strenuous exercise like are you on your period like are you dehydrated are you constipated did you eat later like there's so many factors that can affect why that result is what it is so like come from a place of compassion towards yourself and understanding that it's like a learning process and you know you're trying to figure out how to do this and look at it objectively so you don't attack yourself but you can learn from it and be like okay so, you know, maybe, you know, I had more carbs with dinner last night, and I know that I store more water when I consume carbs in order to use that for later energy. So it's not weight gain in an aspect of, like, I failed or I did something wrong, but it's just a physiological response, and it helps with learning 
and like understanding so that you can look at food or the scale or your own body progress objectively and not beat yourself up over it. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to do what I tell my clients to do <laughs> and be more like compassionate to myself when, you know, things don't go as planned or when they do you know I feel like with a lot of people it's very easy to just focus on when we do something wrong and not highlight when we do things right like it's so easy for most people like just take responsibility and be like oh yeah like I messed up whatever but so hard I feel like for people to be like no I I did that like I did really well with that I did really good with that whatever it may be and it's hard but it's yes (laughs) definitely something that like I encourage my clients and people to do too and it's just it's just a learning process. That's all yeah. it is. It's just, how do we just get better? Yeah, everyone's just trying to learn and get through life, and you just have to give yourself grace. Now, to wrap things up, what does embodying your health mean to you, Lee? Okay, thank you. <laughs> when hearing embodying your health, um, you think about the physical aspect of it. You think about going outside, getting fresh air, taking a walk, eating healthy, taking care of yourself in the physical aspect. But then there's also the mental side of it as well, which is the part that I like to take care of in my business. And that's the aspect that I like to help women in. So when I hear the embodying your health, I feel like that's taking ownership of your mental ship. Mental ship? Wow. Mental ship? Mental ship. That one. That's added to the dictionary. Taking ownership of your mental health. Yes. And doing those things to um, just make you a better person overall and make you like my business stands for seeing yourself in a new light. So when you embody your health, you see yourself in that new aspect. And so that's what I love so so much about your guys' podcast is you guys are literally changing people's lives and their mindsets and the way that they see themselves. So I'm excited to be your guys' first guest on here. No, thank you. It was such an honor to have you on. And if you guys want to find Eve, she is simply Eve Boudoir. She will be tagged in the description. And also, yeah, can follow her and all her pretty photos it was actually cute I saw my mom about how we were having you on as our first guest and stuff and I was explaining to her what you do and she's like I don't know what that is I was like here let me show you her (laughs) and I showed you her I showed her and she's like oh wow and I was like yeah I was like okay beautiful yeah she's like they're really risky I was like yeah but these women have like they probably felt so beautiful in this moment and anytime that they look at it she's like yeah I can see that yes I I love that all I know so every time I get men to ask me like what I do for a living, I'm like, oh, I'm a boudoir photographer, and they're like, what's boudoir? And I'm like, are you married? Do you have a girlfriend? And let me approve with yes. her first before I show you my Instagram. Uh-huh. And so, like, I'll show like their girlfriend or their wife if they're there, and they're like, oh, nice, that's uh-huh. awesome. And then they show their husbands, and their husbands are like, oh, don't want to look at your screen. They're like, can't look uh-huh. at that. And they're like, but babe, I want to do one of these. So yes. it's so funny, like seeing like the wife and then the husband's reaction to what I do. So. It's a great job, guys. It's a great gig. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for being our first guest. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>